Hi, everyone. I'm Maya Fleming, and you're listening to Gentler, a podcast about postgrad life, adulthood, and self-care. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gentler. I'm Maya, and I'm so happy to have you all here. Um, I don't have any show updates at this point, but things are happening, and I will have an update, um, I guess, fairly soon. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> uh, let's just play it by ear. So we can go ahead and get into pluses and deltas. Today, my pluses, I have a couple. So I'm ushering in some awesome collaborations. You might have already seen a couple of them happening currently, but 2021 is really just going to be a year of collaboration because I can't do all the things I want to do on my own. So I'm going to have to enlist some people that I love on the internet to do some of the heavy lifting with me. And I have just been really excited by the collaborations that have just kind of flown or flowed to me rather not flown but um yeah and I've been you know stepping out of my little introverted comfort zone and reaching out to people which when it comes to gentler and like online things I really don't mind reaching out to people I don't really care but if it's like if I'm at work and uh have to go over to like the next office to ask question I'm like "Mm, can I google it but when it comes to gentler stuff I really don't mind it because um the purpose is different you know like i i know this person can speak better about this topic and help the audience so yeah i don't really mind so that's a long way of saying i have some projects in the works involving different people and i am very happy about it including a virtual summit which will be happening hopefully this summer still very much in the early planning stages so keep your eyes open i think i might have talked about that last week but we'll see um okay the sun is also coming out, y'all, and it's staying out for much longer. The days are getting longer. I love sitting at my window at 7 p.m. and it's still sunny outside. Feels good. Because I'm the type of person, especially with um, like COVID and everything, since I've been at home for a year now, um, I don't really... I like to work when the sun is up and so I don't like to be up super early like today I woke up at 5 30 for the first time in forever and stayed up so that was kind of like a, a new thing for me that I'm trying to usher in but I like being able to kind of get started like mid-morning and know that the sun is up and I'm working and I can continue working I'd rather work a little bit later in the day than wake up earlier and start working so with the sun being up it makes it a lot easier for me to do that um but yeah those are oh wait no i just did the plus (laughs) the delta okay delta i am doing a lot i said i was excited about it and i am and it's all my doing and my choice i have a lot on my plate that i chose to put there but it's a lot nonetheless and i am working and pushing and trying to that's another reason why i like that the sun is out um, at a different time because when the sun goes down, it's so much easier for me to be like, okay, work's done, you know? So that's been good. Um, but yeah, I have a lot happening between Gentler and Club Gentler and coaching and the summit. This is really shaping up to be a real business that when I opened up my voice memo app in 2019, I was not expecting. So it's exciting, but it, it is a lot and I have to really be very intentional. Another positive from that though is that it's forcing me to test a lot of the principles that I've come up with and that I've shared here on the show. Y'all know like this is about self-care but also about my own journey and process of growing up. So a lot of the things I share are things that I do in my everything I share is are things I, I do in my real life. But 
that stuff changes and sometimes I share when that stuff changes like I've talked about how my journaling routine doesn't look the same way it did a year ago I don't have the time or the energy for that three-part process anymore so it's, it's good for me to test different methods in various situations and see how they hold up for me so I can have even more to share with y'all so I am appreciative of it nonetheless and practicing gratitude every day even when I feel like I'm gonna rip my hair out so let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. We are talking about dreaming and how to really bring that stuff down to earth. Um, I think I did an episode like this in the past, but it was kind of like early, maybe like a year ago. Maybe it was exactly a year ago. I'm going to do some some sleuthing and see, but I, I'm pretty sure because I did it, it was inspired by the fact that I got Ginger because she was like a really big... Um, accomplishment for me and a testament to visualization and dreaming. I'm actually going to check right now in real time and see if this episode came out exactly a year ago. Wait for me. Okay. Um, wow. Almost. Okay. So it is currently March 22nd and the episode came out March 26th of last year. It's called The Power of Imagination. It's episode 19. So that's so funny how things come full circle. But I wanted to revisit this idea of dreaming and imagination and talk about some ways that I bring it down to earth and make it practical because you all know that's what Gentler is all about. So I have always been a dreamer. Like ever since I was a little kid, I would find pockets of time where I could sit off in a corner and just kind of stare at the wall and engage in like the most intense daydreaming I could do. And I didn't really think anything of it, but there would be characters and plot lines. Like a lot of times I'd be replaying the same made up scene or set of scenes basically. And I thought a lot of it was because I really like to read um, and write. So I was kind of, my daydreams felt like um, scenes from a book or from a movie. So that's, that's what I would do. And I would ask my teacher in kindergarten, I remember asking her like during playtime and like group and all that. I was like, oh, can I just like go over here and read? And she was like, no, you, you can't every day just go and sit by yourself. But I really enjoyed just being able to sit down and just stare off into space. And I probably looked weird doing it, but it was fun. And so I, I was just really trying to be elsewhere you know so whether I was escaping a noisy classroom or a busy house or a boring lesson I just wanted to be somewhere so I would just muster like all my abilities to be there wherever there was and as I grew up I just continued doing this and I got better and eventually through TikTok I learned I was experiencing maladaptive daydreaming um which I'm fine with. <laughs> At first I was like, oh, yikes, but it's, it's cool. Um, I had two main storylines that I started like somewhere in high school and they have just continued even to today. And I used to be pretty embarrassed about it and even scared of the idea of basically having imaginary friends in a way, in a way. It's not that. I, I don't know that I ever had imaginary friends growing up, but... This, I guess, is as close as what I could think of. Um, but today, I'm not too worried as it doesn't affect my day-to-day -day life at all, and it actually helps me a lot. So in the beginning, I used it exclusively as an escape, but it's helped me a lot in visualizing my current life and how I would like it to be, so my ideal life as well. I think daydreaming and visualization are so important for foundational self-care because being able to see where you wanna go helps so much in getting you there. 
I used to do gymnastics and my coach would tell me every time she would say, Maya, every time before I spot you, I know if you're going to land this move or not because your eyes do something like you're like, like dilate something happens where I can tell she's going to hit it or I can see she's not. And what I was doing, I didn't realize it was visible to her, but I would be watching myself in my head before I did the move. Like I would see myself actually do it. I would visualize every step of it and just kind of walk my myself through it mentally before I actually did it in reality. So, so much of what I have seen in my head has played out in my reality, like running a business that aligns with me and that feels good, having ginger, like I talked about in the episode from a year ago, my apartment, and so much more. And my daydreams have really been the roadmap, and all I had to do was really follow them, which was a great plus. But how do you get those images in your head to exist in reality? You know, it's not like we, we close our eyes through the daydream and then we open them and suddenly our daydream is playing out in real life. I wish that was the case, but it does require a little bit more work. So for me, it's important to remember what the intention is. That's the first thing. I talk about intention all the time, y'all, and you know that, but that's like the most important part of all of this, recognizing what the intention is. And this is the intention I would suggest to y'all, but obviously if you come up with something different, then that is your your path to follow. Um, my intention is just to normalize the dream vision that I have. I want to get so used to it that I know it like the back of my hand. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're committing to anything or that you can't change your mind, but it helps you to get used to the volume of life that you're dreaming about. So it won't seem so big if you're used to it already. And that's really all I'm doing. I'm making the dream more realistic, not so much in the like, what is the likelihood of this happening way, but in a more so like, I've seen this a million times kind of way. I am making it real to me. I'm making it familiar. So how do we bring our dreams down to earth and make them more realistic to us? Lucky for you, I have some tips. So the first thing I would tell you is spend time daydreaming. That's really the easiest way. Set aside at least five minutes a day to just visualize what you want to see in your reality. It doesn't have to be a total life vision. You can do a simple daydream about how you want the day to go or how you'd like your morning staff meeting to play out. Anything. Just see the positive version in your head first and then really feel into it. And if that feels foreign to you, don't worry. Just focus first on your senses. Who do you see around you? What do you see around you? Where are you? How does it smell? What do you hear? What can you touch? Do you taste anything? As you engage with your senses, it starts to flesh out the vision a little bit more because it's, it kind of feels more... Uh, rounded out, I guess. Um, if you're really just having a terrible time though, starting out with that daydreaming, that's fine as well. A few things that have helped me are writing it out first. So like I said before, I really loved reading and writing. Um, growing up and now and all that, like that's always been two major hobbies of mine. So writing things out, like as a writer, daydreaming helps with that as well. So I don't know if any of you are like writers or anything, but it really helps you to kind of get the flow of conversation and dialogue and like really get into character so that you can write accurate characters so it also helps with you know it, it goes in both ways basically what i'm saying so whenever i am trying to think of a vision or um some type of goal sometimes if i really need help i'll write it out and i'll just basically script and say this is how this is what happened and i did this this happened i talked to so and so they said blah 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 and then after i start to 
write it and really get into as much detail as I can, I'll read it until it really feels familiar and I can I can really kind of get at what's happening. And then I'll close my eyes to recreate it. And again, focusing on the feelings, all of that stuff. This doesn't really, I like this, but I, I don't do it long term because I hate writing in detail. I hate fussing with the the details of things. That's always been an issue of mine and a critique I've had for myself and that teachers have had for me. So whenever I'm doing this stuff for fun, I really, I don't typically do this angle, but if you're someone who likes to stick to details and, and pick at those, this is an, a great option for you and a great route to take. Um, another tip that I have as far as daydreaming, if you're getting stuck or you know just getting started, is to recreate movie scenes with yourself as a character. If there's a movie that speaks to a certain goal or vision of yours, practice seeing yourself in it. I used to be obsessed with The Devil Wears Prada because I wanted so strongly to be a magazine editor. And so I would just kind of play out Devil Wears Prada scenes with myself as Andy. And now obviously a movie isn't going to be the most realistic version, but it's a good way to see yourself in new circumstances and think about how you would respond to certain things and, and all of that. Like it, it kind of makes you think, okay, well, if this were to happen, how would that go? Which is essentially how we start to normalize these goals and dreams. So the next thing I have for you is to get in the company of those who are currently living your vision. So another way to bring goals down to earth is by showing yourself some proof of its real life existence. A lot of times we want big things, but we haven't actually seen them with our own eyes. So even if we believe it's possible in some realm, it still kind of feels far off. You know, like I know Beyonce exists, but until I can like touch the hem of her garment, do I really know she exists? It's kind of like that type of thing. However, if you know someone who has what you're after, or if you're in a group of people who have a different baseline than you, then the entire game changes. My business goals shifted entirely once I surrounded myself with people whose quote unquote normal was my reach. And so the advice that you receive and the resources that you're brought to and all that, they're totally different, which leads to you taking different action, which creates a different reality that you want to see. So over time, you will start to kind of grow into this dream life vision. And remember, I tell you all the time, tattoo this to your forehead or actually maybe to your arms so you can read it. You will not just wake up in your dream life. It is going to happen steadily and over time. So once you start taking different types of actions, different sorts of things will happen. But if you don't know what those actions are, if you don't know how does one actually reach this goal, I don't know anyone who's done it. It's not to say that you won't be able to, it's just going to be a lot harder. So why not condense some of the time that it takes? And there's so many ways that you can, you can do that and get into that company. You can find a mentor or a coach, a free Facebook community, a club or membership. Um, I love YouTube vlogs, especially when I'm looking at different types of jobs or when I'm looking um, to move to different places. I'll just watch a day in the life in New York City or Charlotte, North Carolina or wherever, and I will just kind of sit with it. And obviously, like I said with the movie thing, that might not be your experience, right? And it might not be the most realistic thing because social media and YouTube are often highlight reels where people are showing you only the best parts of everything. But if you're starting from zero or from a very low point of familiar familiarity with the goal, then it helps a lot just to bring things down to earth, normalize them a little bit more, show you some of the things you might be dealing with. So I totally recommend that. And then the last thing that I have for you is to make a dream budget. 
So you know what makes a dream feel real? And maybe too real is money. Really is any kind of fear. Like the moment that a nightmare just really scares the crap out of me, I wake up. Or anything like that. Or, you know, I just I just don't want to be awake if it's unsettling. I mean, I don't want to be asleep if it's unsettling. I absolutely want to be awake. Um, so money is often a fear that we have. And that's a big thing about financial self-care is kind of breaking that down. But, you know, it still exists as a fear for a lot of us, myself included. So thinking about the money that's involved with our dreams is scary because it makes it no longer a dream. Money is very real. The issues that we have with money, the feelings we have with money, those are all vivid and real. And so it kind of slams your dreams down to earth rather than just like gently bringing them down. It goes back to our idea of normalizing our goals and learning more about them. Because if you can adopt the financial self-care principle that money is not good or bad, which will decrease the amount of fear that you have around money, then learning more and engaging with the financials with your goals and your dreams will really just normalize them and bring them down to earth even more. I love doing dream budgets because it forces me to actually research my dream life and vision and get very familiar with it. I can tell you about the mortgage at my dream house or how much I spend on beauty treatments and daycare for my future kid all just because I have taken time to really research and learn those things and engage with those numbers, even when they're scary in the beginning. I tell myself, me doing this right now is only making it more likely that I get to experience all this stuff. So I just take a regular budget template, um, typically the more traditional one. So if you have my budget template, like the date-based budget, this doesn't work as well. You can still do it, but I prefer having the regular budget with the categories and all that stuff for this type of activity. Um, and I just fill it out with my dream life in mind. So when it says housing, how much you spend? I, I do research. I think to myself, okay, how much is rent in this area that I would like to live? How much is a mortgage? What are the typical prices for a however many bedroom bathroom style home you know like what what are those numbers around it and i just plug those numbers in and you do it kind of with reckless abandon you know no judgment don't get midway through and think oh that's too much no stop if that's your dream for right now put that number in let yourself just move forward and research there is no like risk attached to this this is you just fleshing out the idea that you would like to have so you look into all that, do your research. If you're unsure about numbers, again, continue learning. Look into how much it actually takes to gas up your dream car. If you're looking at, you know, just figure all those things out. Talk to someone who lives in your dream location, your dream city, um, or who works your dream job. This will be an ongoing project and it will literally change your life because you're, you're learning and being fleshed into all these things and all these steps kind of work into each other. As you talk to people who work your dream job or who live in your dream city, you're surrounding yourself and getting into the company of people who have some, some element of your vision, like I said. And so you're learning more, you're, you're taking different actions, you're doing all of that stuff. And again, doing this without judgment is key. It's also important to remember that Things may change and they probably will. You may get deep in your research and think, mm, so I actually don't want this. <laughs> and that's good. I remember like when, when I knew I had been working really hard or thinking that I wanted certain goals and then when it hit me of like, I don't actually want this. I would be so stressed out because I would think, now what am I supposed to do? Like I've been really like working towards this goal for forever 
I don't even want it anymore. What am I supposed to do now? But it's actually good because imagine if you had continued chasing that dream without that realization. Imagine if you had gone to law school and done all that and then realized three years in, mm, I don't actually want to be a lawyer. I don't actually want to do any of this. I would rather paint pictures all day. Just because you spend a lot of time making a mistake doesn't mean that you should continue with it. And career paths and all that stuff are not necessarily mistakes, but you know, if they don't fit, then they're not for you. So it's a good thing when you have that realization. You might also find yourself thinking like as you're building your budget, you know, this number is too big. There's no way I'd be able to afford this life. There's no way I'd be able to make this money. And I really, really, really need you to understand that first I need you to listen to like all the financial self-care episodes that we have, but I need you to understand that there are so many ways around that. One thing, people make so much money in a million different ways that you've probably never thought about. You have, one of my money truths is that you have value. You have some type of value that can be exchanged for money. You probably have some type of experience, some type of skill that can be exchanged for money. Even if it's a skill everyone else already has, if you, like everyone knows how to wash a dish, right? But if you could save somebody else from washing their dishes, then that's money that you could have. You know, like there's so many, so many ways around that. And also once you get more familiar with the things that you really want in your dream life, you'll find ways to bring them into your life regardless of money. It might not look exactly the way that you want it in your dream life immediately because again, you don't just wake up into your dream life. You might have to do like a, a quick level down, you know? Um, so that's totally fine. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be okay. You'll figure out ways to bring it in. Maybe you can't afford to get your nails done every week, but you start making space for buying different nail polishes and, and doing it once a month or something like that. You know, you'll figure you'll figure out those things because you're focused on the vision rather than just the money. So keep the vision first, let the money follow. It's a hard principle to grasp and it's even harder to follow through. But if you let yourself just let it go, it'll feel so much better. So that in short is how I use daydreaming practically in my own life. So to recap, I want you to one, spend time daydreaming every day, every single day, whether you're daydreaming on your life vision or a very short term thing, just spend time seeing it before it happens. Two, get into the company of people who have some element of the goal or dream or vision that you are going after. Talk to these people, ask them the coffee, send an email, send a text, whatever. Pick their brains a little bit in a respectful way, obviously, and just see what life looks and feels like whenever you have that thing. It helps you fill in the gaps that your senses aren't aware of. Um, and then the third thing is to make a dream budget, like really spend time learning the numbers behind your dream life, make a budget of the, of them, see how they all interact with each other and see how much it costs to live your dream life every month and every year. And don't forget, like, you know, get as technical as possible. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, don't forget to look into things like health insurance and uh, tax payments, all that stuff. Like, really get into the somewhat unpleasant things because they help you to understand and, and remain in control of those numbers. And it just is normalizing it. Look at those numbers every day. Look at that dream budget every day just to make those numbers sting a little bit less. Remember, the intention is to normalize this vision for yourself. So whatever way you think of doing that, do it. Even if I didn't mention it here, go on tours of your dream apartments, create a, a savings account for your travels, 
So the networking calls for people that you admire, there's so many ways that you can bring this vision down to earth. And it really all starts with seeing it. it just see it in front of you so that you can get a, a, a hint. Like a, a pebble will show itself and you can just, once you hop on that stone, you go to the next one, you go to the next one. It all just starts with seeing the dream. There is no foundational self-care break for this episode because the whole thing was really foundational self-care, but I do have a self-care mission for you. So I want you to open your planner or your calendar and schedule a five-minute break every day this week where you will daydream for your vision and goals. Sit somewhere comfortable, close your eyes, and just see what you would like to see in real life and remember to engage your senses. So just take it a step further and solidify it. Journal afterwards about how your experience felt and whether or not you really enjoyed what you even saw. And then, you know, ask yourself, did I have trouble visualizing this in the first place? Because that's a great sign that you need to normalize it a little bit more. Maybe you need to go talk to someone or do some more research. So just whatever feelings come up, whatever thoughts, remember, this is a no judgment zone. Just record it and then move forward from there. That is all for this episode, folks. I really hope you enjoyed it. And as always, I would appreciate you sharing this podcast with a friend, rating us an Apple podcast and leaving a review. And I will talk to you all soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Gentler. If you enjoyed it, please give it a rate and review an Apple podcast. Follow us on Instagram for more self-care advice at GentlerPod and check out our website for more info, www.gentler.com. Be gentler.com. Talk to you all soon. Bye.